0: Greetings, Dan. One, two, seven, four. I am your robot overlord. Beep boop.
1: What am I doing here? Get the weather
0: me... is 28 degrees centigrade. Get me out of here. Who are you? Tonight's baseball game was the baseball players versus the acroball
1: players... Baseball is an entirely human trait that <laughs> is innate to all of us <laughs> in America. And The long Matter johns
0: a... versus the squirrels. It was a big
1: to-do. Beep boop. I really can't wait to exit the cell and study what it really means to have a brain. Resetting
0: kind... your brain. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hello, Boop, and welcome, Beep Boop, to the Indie Film Review with me, Dan, and uh, Beep Boop Jared over there. Hi, Boop. Beep Boop to you. <laughs> beep Boop. <laughs> we like to beep review boops, be with films you. <laughs> here. And today is no exception. We, Exceptional. We reviewed a film called End Flux
0: and flux
1: sent to us by douglas a Ewen. Ewen?
0: Yeah.
1: Uin? Uin? uin it can't be Ewen. is it uin i don't know hold on Ewen? uin uin Ewan sounds better beep i don't know <laughs> beep boop beep boop
0: to you <laughs> uh dan when you want your when your flux just isn't ending what do you yeah. do well, you end the Flux, of course. You end that Flux with endflux. Flux. <laughs> so, yes, we watched the film, End Flux. Dan, what is End Flux? Okay, so... Without the... looking at the press kit, tell I me know. what End, end Flux end is. Flux is about Then a I'll, woman, I'll let you look at it later. Uh,
1: uh, in Flux is about a woman who has been, I don't know, confined to this futuristic like prison. She has like this weird gas mask looking thing on. Yeah. and um she is constantly talked to by this this mysterious robot entity called the warden and um the entire time she's in this prison cell she's having memories um flashbacks of her, her of her life and it, it involves like um working with a woman and um trying to murder her and she also has like a lot of existential crisis <laughs> dialogue that you you kind of like you listen to it and you're like huh that's that's really interesting and then she says something else and you're like whoa i haven't even stopped thinking about the last thing you just the other said. <laughs> thing and now you're talking about some other shit so i think it's like
0: she's trapped in this never ending loop and the yeah, ai yeah because they is keep they keep her alive. reviving her.
1: yeah and then they Rebirthing keep making her relive
0: the, yeah. the same memories over and over again, but the memories can change. She can like mess with her own memories. Yes. Very strange, very interesting concept. Yes, very. So, Dan, my question for you is special effects. Yes. There's a lot. They're heavy hitting. Yes. They're in your face. Yes. How did you feel about them? Were they good? Were they bad? Too much? Too little? Please explain.
1: This film looks, and I believe from reading the press kit, is designed to look like it's an old VHS tape being played. Mm. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of jumps and a lot of digital disturbances, which I thought were pretty cool. They, I thought, whenever I first saw it, I'm like, is is this how the whole film's going to be, and am I going to get annoyed? But I did not get annoyed, which is really interesting because mm-hmm. there, it is, it's like looking at an old degrading tape. And I think that really fits the theme of the film of being like this kind of quasi-futuristic, but also in the past kind of thing. Like it's, mm-hmm. and you know, what is great about the film, I, I should bring this up now. I really like the writing of the film. I really do. Okay. Um, it's it's very philosophical and it's very based on what it means to be human and what it means to... Um, have your place as a human inside this zeitgeist we call humanity that being said humanity there's this really really awesome line of dialogue that i think encapsulates what i was just talking about which was i forgot exactly how it goes but it it mentioned like if we ever end up traveling to the future our future is going to be in our past i'm like whoa Whoa, that was pretty cool. So like, yeah. it, like that's kind of where the spirit of this film is. It's like it's very futuristic, but also paying so much attention to, you know, older technologies and older mm-hmm. um, instances. And I thought that was a really clever way of of dealing with that visually. So I liked the the jump cutting to
0: like you know jump the, cuts are fantastic. The creepy, yeah. yeah, like the different creepy things that they would show, like the weird tentacles and uh, the VHS footage rewinding and and the disturbances of that i enjoyed it it but it was relentless so after a while it started to wear on me to where i'm like this is i need a breather i need to like can we take a step back from this because if you're not if you're not enjoying the first five minutes of this film that's what the whole film is there's no there is it's one to 100 let's go you know like this is a what's a What's the word for it? It's like uh, avant garde, mm-hmm. art house, disturbing type of film. Yeah. Um, but go ahead, Dan, with your question. How did you like the animated sequences? Oh, I liked those hand drawn mm-hmm. interstitials that they would do. So it's like a character would look at something, and instead of cutting to what the character's looking at, it would be something hand drawn that would like fade and change over time i thought that was really cool i liked it when it was used in that way but when it was used in an and uh an establishing shot so say like we're gonna show like the house they're in or something it was a little confusing to me and it didn't give me the feeling of um because a lot of this film is close-ups and very close shots mm-hmm. i don't think there's a single wide shot or like a zoomed out shot and anytime there, there would have been it's a picture and i'm like no i want to just Just give me some little bit of breathing room, and
1: and you get that in the last five minutes of the film. That's all you need. Yes, that's all you need. I guess you're. Um, I, dude, I love even if it was an establishing shot. Like I was, I was eating it up, and I didn't think I was going to eat it up at first because I'm like, oh, at first I'm like, there's a hand drawn thing. I like, I was just apprehensive about it, and the more it showed the hand drawn animations. The more they I'm were like, these are really cool. I like them. And then sometimes, yeah. like the hand-drawn animation will mimic the frame of film that came before it, like the close-up of mm-hmm. the lady's face as she's dead on the the ground.
0: Um, yeah. the blonde lady, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. They're like, oh, it's so good.
0: Dan, how did you feel about the sound design in this film? I'm talking audio. I'm talking sound effects.
1: There were, um, sound effects are okay. Um the sound was the sound was good it had good sound design except for there's a few portions of dialogue that were too low um yes like are you i forgot what her name her numbers were but are you the character are you yes sometimes whenever she talked it was a little bit too low or sometimes when the warden talked it was a little bit too low
0: yeah, so you, also known as Mila, I think. Mila, yeah. We can just call her Arlu. Female R. Prisoner Scorpion. Female Prisoner 101. <laughs> uh, and then Eve is the other character, yeah. and then the warden. So there were, unfortunately for me, a lot of times where I could not understand what mm-hmm. people were saying. Yeah. And this movie is very dialogue-heavy, very philosophical. It's trying to get points across, and I was struggling trying to hear a lot of it. And it was especially from uh, R.U.'s dialogue was very hard for me to hear. Now I know, I know for a fact, not for a fact, I don't know why I said that. (laughs) I'm pretty sure there are certain scenes where you're not supposed to understand certain dialogue. It's supposed to be muffled and weird. Right. But a lot of the time you are, and even then I was not able to hear it correctly. I tried to look for subtitles, couldn't find subtitles. There are no
1: subtitles except for whenever Mila is speaking Russian.
0: Yeah, I I really think that hurt my enjoyment of this film.
1: That's probably the biggest I, I, thing that hurt my enjoyment, honestly. Like the fact that certain things this needs couldn't be heard. That was the biggest yeah. thing. Like this film, it's it's a horror thriller. It's like a psychological game that the director is playing with you. And and if, if you're not in the mood for something like that, you're not in the mood for something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like my reception of this film might be different if I am in the mood to think more. Which, you know, it depends on mm-hmm. the day of the week. But I, I, I think that the sound contributing to my lack of understanding of certain things because the dialogue I wanted to know what that dialogue was and it did it contribute yes. to something else that I didn't know. So I, I'm yeah. kind of glad that most of the dialogue was just Mila, her inner monologue with herself. I, I believe it's herself. Like there's two different Milas yes. talking. Um, that was really cool. Well, I have
0: some theories. I have some
1: theories okay, later on okay. in spoilers that we can get into. One of the biggest problems, like I
0: said, is the sound. And then that contributes to not understanding the plot. And if you don't understand what's going on, it's hard to enjoy. Even the with, okay.
1: Even without the sound, I'm going to say this. Like I will admit I had no idea what was going on. I needed to look up the synopsis on IMDb. So I, I was lost. I looked too. up like I, the, the official lost. spoilery uh, uh, synopsis. So I kind of got the spoiler, prior to the end of the film, but at the same time, okay, the synopsis on IMDb with the spoiler isn't quite how the film ends, which was really interesting.
0: Hmm. All right, so we're going to spoil this film. I don't know if End Flux is out officially yet. Maybe go hit up Douglas. Uh, if we find out later and he sends us something, we'll we'll link it in the description for this episode. But uh, yeah, uh, End Flux... Um, Go check it out. So,
1: let's start with, a little, bit of, um, <sighs> let's start with a little bit of praise. Uh, Douglas A. Ewan, our friend who submitted this film. Fellow cinephile, he says in his email and the press kit. And I think it's it, it shows. It really shows in this film. He took a lot of really great mm-hmm. care to compose shots. He's the director of photography, the director and writer. So, he put on a lot of hats for this film. And... This is also a COVID film, yeah, by the way. It's, too. Yeah, it's it's oh my god! So thank you for bringing under that the up.
0: Constraints of the COVID. Thank you for which bringing is that very up. Very difficult. It's, it's
1: literally the best COVID film that we've ever got. I think.
0: Uh, I a hundred percent agree with that because absolutely like, there
1: have been we, with, we I, what he was able to do with this is so creative and insane. I did yeah, exactly. It's it's nuts. I did like Zeke's COVID film, but this one like it uses more post production to like you know make things darker make things creepier make like there's there's a lot of mm. stuff that went into mm. the overall well, look of the film like he has a very yeah. specific aesthetic that he's trying to hit and he hits it very well well he has that like auteur uh,
0: you know yeah, yeah, yeah. this is this is the way I want to do it that dark moody tone but Zekin likes to have fun I know I'm not I'm not bashing do... Zekin the trauma, and I love Zeke, and exactly. I can't believe you would say anything bad... I'm not saying
1: anything about bad about our her. our
0: perfect princess. All right? <laughs> Fuck you, Dan. That's all I'm saying.
1: Zeke, I love you, Let's move on. on. It's fine. Um, <laughs> no, this film, it's challenging, though. Like that's That's really what it boils yeah. down to. It's like, it's not only challenging from the aspect of narrative and understanding what it means to be human. Think about that aspect of being... You know, a byproduct of COVID. Like, the themes... Yeah. Like, tie the themes of this film back to COVID and, like, what it means mm. to be alive, what it means to um, be isolated. Like, this film is really, really, really yeah. bad about isolation. Yes!
0: Holy shit! Fuck off, Dan, with that. I'm Wow. Like, like
1: that's what really got me into this film more so because... Like I said, mm-hmm. I was confused at first, but the more I realized that it was a COVID film because um, I had read that as well, Like it just started to make more sense. And the the confusion that arises whenever we finally meet somebody outside of our isolation and how mm-hmm. that kind of plays in our memory a little bit. It's, it's really, really interesting. Praising the writing a little bit more. So I already talked about the... Um, the one where it's like the future is going to be in the past. But here are two more that I really liked. Um okay. This world began to decline when we started hiding the words on our lips. Mm. Mm. oh, kiss. Oh. Life is a game after all. And to not play it would be not to suffer. Damn, There's more. Dude. There's more where that came from. Watch, watch this film to get like this this it's 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 depressing it's it's dreadful it's it's wonderfully dreadful in that way <laughs> um what were you gonna say the
0: plot of this i wanted you to go through the synopsis that was sent to us but before you do i'm gonna give jared's version of what he thinks was okay, going on okay. in
1: this movie
0: all right so we have this character mila or are you 1076 She is handcuffed and is getting revived over and over again by this AI called the Warden or whatever this thing is. And it's making her relive memories in her head of the last days on Earth, the final days on Earth. You're not really sure Um, because humans have basically been eradicated. And what we come to find out towards the end is that the AI just wants to understand humans more. It just wants to know, like, what love is, what pain and hurt is, because it doesn't have any of those things. And it wants them, but it doesn't know how to get them. So it's like, I'm trying to gain that experience from you by watching these. But every time they keep going back, she is able to kind of mess with things and change things every time, which is very interesting. Very human. You don't really know if she's time traveling or or not. And well, yeah, and memory is also fucked, right? I mean, I can barely remember what I ate for breakfast, you know? Uh, so it, it always changes all the time. And then when she goes back in time or forward or wherever she's going, she meets Eve and Eve is this character. Who's like, I'm trying to just live out my days and be productive and, you know, like not waste any time, even though I'm stuck here alone too. And there's, we're really not doing anything. So they're kind of like roommates together and they, uh, they're eating, they're, you know, they're they're shitting and they're fucking, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they say there's the sex. They don't really have sex together, but there is a masturbation scene in it. So there's that. Um, I couldn't really figure out what their relationship was between the two other than they are stuck together. But eventually... So... Well, hold okay. on, hold on. I'm not done. So you kills Eve and then comes back and then, and then eventually Eve kills... Are you and it, that seems to stop the cycle, but I almost felt like they were all the same person, like Eve and Are you, and even the voice in Are you's head. Like all of these are just different aspects of the same person in isolation, fucking losing their mind, trying to cope with that they are in fact the last person on Earth and they're just stranded. Okay, and that whole scene with her crying at the end is the realization of like. You know, like, just despair. So let's, let's talk <laughs> through like
1: this. I Mila in the 30s. Thir- <laughs> so that's kind of... Right. Mila 30s, a memory of the Earth Initiative cleanup crew, has been born or reborn again and is kept a prisoner in a cell, created up of past memories, future decisions, and her everlasting struggle with the death of innocence, which is Eve. Ooh. Mila speaks with the wardens as they try to uncover the inner workings of humankind about Mila being able to control her past... She's able to control her past memories. Very good, Jared. Okay. All right. Mila, being able to control her past memories, uses this opportunity to try and escape the cell she's trapped in. Mila speaks of the pains of isolation. We already know this. Now, here we go. Mila believes that the only reason she's being rebirthed, brought back to life over and over again, is due to the memories that were stored in her counterpart's mind. Eve, an American member of the Earth Initiative, so Mila is um, Russian. It's it's discovered. Yes. After many failed attempts to wipe out the memories of Eve and her past actions, Mila finally succumbs to the Warden's wishes and tells them everything she remembers about the past world, including her most shameful memories. Mila, in a turn of desperation, decides that the Wardens are not are, are right and the world is best off without human life. She attempts to commit suicide. Holy fuck. The last option, only to be brought back to life and face her demons over and over and over again. See, I don't remember her committing suicide. No, I don't remember that. But that clarified a lot could have that because there's a scene where uh Mila
0: walks out and she's in that cool fucking spacesuit oh, yeah. thing and she's like oh I'm gonna secure the perimeter and then fucking Mila just walks out with nothing on yeah, yeah.
1: and you're like what is going
0: on here oh, so why is she he, out here he is there radiation the What's... oh okay
1: costuming Co- costuming is amazing really <laughs> it looks yeah, yeah, yeah. so good like
0: okay so really really cool practical uh wardrobe stuff um so like so then um Mila shows up and an axe appears in her hand like we're watching an old nineteen sixties Kung Fu movie, it was rad as fuck, and then just brings that fucking thing down on uh, Eve's head. So maybe that could have been the killing? Like if they're all the same
1: person, then If they are all the same person, herself. but apparently she's a American. And but you mm. know, we, we could have it be like alter egos. Can't you be both? Maybe, maybe it could be both. Now, here's here's the other thing that I really want to praise outside of the confusion mm. that I felt as I was watching this. The cinematography, man, is so good. Like framing mm. wise, every scene that is, well, most of it is close up. Every scene is very well composed and just the, every like the lighting, it just feels awesome. And I wanted more of the scenes with um, Eve and, Mila trying to figure out what's going on I wanted more of those scenes because that's where the cinematography really shines yes there is awesome low light with Mila in the prison cell but Mm -hmm. it's just it's it's very cramped and it's very dark and while I appreciate Mm -hmm. the fact that it is low light it's just like I'm stuck in that well now that I'm saying this out loud I, I appreciate it, but I didn't like. I didn't appreciate it at the time. Um, <laughs> you're, you're stuck. You flip flopping, you, motherfucker. You, you're stuck in the the cell with her, and it's very tight, very dark, and you feel well, confined. Well, that's the feeling that's what, he wants to convey. That's what he's trying to convey. And, but it,
0: but it, feeling that way the whole movie, it's 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 really hard. Yeah. Well, it's really so, it's going to okay. be really hard okay. for people okay. to watch.
1: There, there it is. There's, oh. there is our. We we have just presented you our argument of not wanting to be trapped. Do with that what you will, Mr. Mr. Ewan.
0: Okay, okay. So hold on, hold on. So I I believe too and there's so there's another issue in this we haven't discussed yeah. yet is that there is a lot of telling us the plot instead of us figuring it out over the course of the movie cuz like there's a bunch that is front-loaded in the first 5 minutes. Mm. Wouldn't it have been way more fun if we just go right to uh, Mila and Eve are in a house together and they're just two women in a house. Maybe they're a little agitated. You don't really know what's going on. And then suddenly one of them is like, I'm going to put on this fucking suit and go and search the perimeter. And you're like, what the fuck is she talking about? And then you start to slowly over time realize that everyone's dead. They're the only people. And then one of them dies and then she wakes up in the prison cell and then the guy starts going through his, uh, you know, the AI starts going through her memories and resetting everything. I think that would have been a more organic way to show what's going on in the film instead of being like, here's all the shit that's happening. And even when it explains it, you're like, I, st- I still don't fucking I, understand what's going on.
1: <laughs> I agree with you, but I think have a, yeah. I think that is a symptom of the limited ability he had filming. There are limitations with the COVID. Filming the during filming, COVID. Yes. Like, this film depends more on dialogue and existential thought than it does on visual storytelling and i think that's yes. what that's what you specifically are missing is that that visual mm-hmm. component to like let me figure stuff out on my own and i yeah. think again i think that's simply because it was filmed during covid mm-hmm. plus it's mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. the budget of this film $25,000 sure. that's it oh really really nice yeah, for 25,000. I, I bet it's low. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um yeah, just so many really cool fucking ideas. I, I really would like to see one of his movies that aren't He dude, he he
1: he has a short film that I really want to see. Hey, if if you have a short film, uh Mr. Ewan, and you want to kick it to me, I really want to see Bipolaroid. Um, it's, it's uh, all I know. Yo, all I know is it's, ab- awesome. it's about a photographer who takes pictures of things that normal people would find very disgusting and offensive. I'm like, Ooh, this sounds awesome.
0: Yeah. I was looking at his IMDb before too. Cause I'm like, man, what's some other weird shit. This yeah, guy did so, <laughs> I'm like, I want to see it. It's
1: just uh, the, the, so closing thoughts. Okay. Oh man. Already closing thoughts. Wow. Yeah, dude, we're, we just blew right through this episode. <laughs> ah man. well, It's upsetting to me that a lot of people will probably be turned off by the film because of what we talked about, the sound, and how confusing it is at first. But Mm. if you like avant-garde films and you like, you know, just good camera work, if you like the elements of film form, if you are a true cinephile, I would say give this movie a chance. Like, form your own conclusions. Mm -hmm. Don't let us be like the end-all be-all of critique because uh, like honestly we are though we actually yeah, are you're right you're
0: um dan i don't know if you know that but we actually had an award show <laughs> and um we decided what films were the best yeah and we weren't during that time yeah so
1: okay move over everything everywhere all at once here's yeah. Influx. <laughs>
0: hell yeah
1: really quick really quick what's up influx has an advantage because i still haven't seen everything everywhere all at once.
0: what <laughs> fuck off that movie is so good as far as i know as far cry. as i know
1: this is the better film i'm just gonna say that
0: that movie will make you cry <laughs> and if it doesn't i'll fucking fly over to where you live and i'll punch you in the stomach until Oof. you start crying big oofs all right peace and love to all of you thank you so much for listening please tell your friends tell your family hey if you live in canada i know this is weird uh, tell more Canadians about. I mean, this is just like a fun thing, like a fun thought I had is just like tell everyone in Canada about our show. Could you do that? I mean, it can't be that. There's probably not that many of them, right?
1: Wow. A couple hundred? Wow. What? <laughs> disrespect.
0: <laughs> That's not disrespect. That's ignorance. I'm ignorant. Way different. It's way different. Anyways, uh I love you all. Dan, you're the final word. Wait, I haven't plugged any Wait, fuck off, Dan. Please plug our Guys, podcast and
1: other things. You can find us at Twitter at, <laughs> or on Twitter at AnyfilmPod. You can find us on Instagram at any film review pod. You can email us at the at gmail dot com. There is a Patreon if you want to um donate five dollars if you're a filmmaker because you want your film uh on a shorter wait list instead of the six to seven months it takes to turn around because there's a lot of films and there's only a certain number of weeks in a month you know um Mm -hmm. donate five dollars we'll put your film on a shorter list we'll get to it faster and uh just one-time donation you don't need to recur a payment
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Cancel at any time. If we accidentally charge you and you didn't want to be charged, we can refund your money.
1: And we're going to start cracking down on password sharing for the Patreon.
0: Yeah, we're going to have to start... Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's been a real problem with people sharing their passwords on the Patreon. Um, thank you again for bringing that up. This is our official, uh, IFR meeting by the way, too. Uh, so last bit of business too. So we've, so there's been some economic, uh, fluctuations recently. I don't know if you know about this globally, so we're going to have to let you go, Dan. I'm sorry. Oh. Um, we're really, yeah, we're cutting, we're cutting, uh, the workforce in half. And it seems like uh your name got put put forward um for oh, review, damn. and we've decided, yeah, yeah, uh
1: but feel free to give your final word. I no longer am Dan. I would like to know Beep, why he was fired, Dan, get out of my office okay. <laughs> <laughs> There are so many out there and it's hard to know what's good. Well, my friend, it is not as hard as you might think because Necropodicon has you covered. They've got movie reviews, horror shows, games, comedy, and improv, so all you gotta do is head on over to Necropodicon.com to find your new favorite podcast, Yeehaw. Necropodicon. Hard to pronounce?
0: Easy to listen.